So that was my silly little segue into what we're talking about tonight. We're talking about forgiveness. And if you didn't guess from the game, if you don't forgive, if you don't have forgiveness, if you aren't forgiven, you can't move forward. So that was the whole thing with that. Um, Okay, I'm 22. I've been to Blue Ridge for six years, and I've been involved in women's Bible study for about five years. Um, Something about me is that I love cheese, but I am allergic to cheese. So that poses some pretty big issues in my life. (laughs) But we're working through it, and we'll get over it. Um, I have to write this down or else I'll forget what I said. Um, I have a family of five, and we're quite the crew. I have two sisters, and one of them is my twin. Um, We're a lot of fun, but just like every other family, we have issues. Um, For a few years when I was a teenager, I knew that my mom was cheating on my dad. I didn't know that anybody else knew about it in my family, and I lived for many years with that on my heart. Um, I distanced myself from my mom, and we didn't have a good relationship. And my parents thought that I was inconsiderate. They thought that I was a hormonal teenager who hated everybody and whatever. They just didn't know what was actually going on. Um, But this was our routine for a few years until I grew out of my teenage years. It all changed when I found out that my sisters knew what I thought I was the only one who knew. My mom found out we knew shortly after that, and we all had to have a sit-down talk because my mom wanted to speak with each of us individually and tell her side of the story. My older sister went first, and she told my mom that she believed her when she came back and told us she believed her and that she thought we were all crazy. My twin sister did not believe her. She told my mom she believed her and came back and told me she thought we were right. And when it came to my turn, I didn't believe her either because I had some pretty hard evidence. But I was super confused because I didn't want to not believe her when she was telling the truth. But I didn't want to believe her if she wasn't telling the truth. Um, Because I I was almost sure that she wasn't. So I told her that we would talk again because I needed to process and figure things out. I'm going to leave you hanging, but we'll come back to that story in a minute. Um, But I'm sure you guys can relate to this. I'm sure there's someone in your life that you need to forgive. And if you can't relate to that, I don't know who can't, but if you can't, maybe you're the person that needs forgiveness. Um, The story that we're looking at today, it's in Hosea, and it's talking about forgiveness and the many different ways that it can look. So I'm going to pray, and then we're going to start. God, thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you for letting me be here today with these women and share just a part of my story. I'm so thankful that this is what you've given me, God. This is what um, I'm able to share with others because I know that it's such a struggle. God, I just ask that um, this fall on open ears, and I ask that these be your words that I'm saying. So I just ask for a great night and great conversation. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Okay, so we're reading out of Hosea, and I think you guys all have the scripture. It's kind of small. I'm sorry. Um, But we're going to start in Hosea 1. The story begins as God speaks to Hosea. The Lord said to him, Go, marry a promiscuous woman and have children with her. For like an adulterous wife, this land is guilty of unfaithfulness to the Lord. So this land that he's referring to is Israel. And during this time, the people of Israel were sinning, they were turning away from God, and they were idolizing themselves and others. Um, Hosea obeyed God during this time. In Hosea 1.3, He married Gomer. She bore him a son. 
And this story, Israel and Gomer represent the same things, just as God and Hosea are alike. That's kind of a lot, but it'll make sense. Um, after Hosea and Gomer marry, they have three children, and at some point, it's not super clear, Gomer leaves Hosea for another lover and enters into an adulterous relationship. Gomer is pursuing things of flesh and desire and not staying faithful to her marriage. Um, and Hosea and God can see her following down this path. But here is the redeeming part. This is my favorite part. Jesus asks Hosea to go again and get his wife. In Hosea 3.1, The Lord said to me, Go, show your, show your love to your wife again, though she is loved by another man as, and is an adulteress. Love her as the Lord loves the Israelites, though they turn to other gods. So what God is asking Hosea to do is to show a godly love, to show an unfailing, forgiving love towards his wife. And he's doing that because that's how he treats us. God said in Hosea 2, 19 through 20, I will marry you to me forever. I will marry you in righteousness and justice and love and compassion. I will marry you in faithfulness. So remember, it's a parallel between Gomer and Hosea and God and Israel, but also we can look at it as a way that we need to treat others. So God is staying with us through all of our junk. He's staying faithful, but he's also expecting us to do this to other people. So in all of that, Hosea is obedient, reluctantly so, but he follows the command of God. Hosea 3, 2 through 3, he bought her for 15 shekels, and he told her, You are to live with me many days. You must not be a prostitute or be intimate with any man, and I will behave the same way towards you. Hosea remains true to his wife and obedient to God continually. So up to this point, we have learned how to treat others, and we've seen an example of obedience. Now we're going to explore the rest of what Hosea teaches us about God's emotions. So in Hosea 11, we're talking about how God is a loving father. His son, which is Israel, turned on the father, and God is emotionally torn apart. He's angry and he's heartbroken, but ultimately he's going to forgive his son. In verse 8, it says, how can I give you up? How can I hand you over? I'm paraphrasing because I don't know how to pronounce those names. <laughs> My heart has changed within me. All of my compassion is aroused. I don't know about y'all, but that's awesome. Like, he cannot give us up. He is compassionate towards us. He cannot let us go. I just love that. In Hosea 14, God's promise to us is this, in verse 4. I will heal their waywardness and love them freely, for my anger has turned from them. So we know that God will have emotions towards us. That's normal. We know that God can be angry at us, but we also know that God will forgive us. He loves us, he's faithful to us, and he cannot give us up. Once we enter a covenant relationship with him, we are his and he is ours forever. So that type of relationship, the covenant relationship, is one that includes the bonds of service and responsibility and faithfulness without the expectation for a return of service. So our relationship with God comes without expectation for perfection or that we will get everything right, but just that we will follow him and be obedient. God's emotion towards us won't change his actions towards us. 
So he might be angry, but he's going to act the same way that he's reacted to us for forever, no matter what we do. Um, We have a God that loves us and has compassion for us, who will judge us, but he will always forgive us. In Hosea 6, 1 through 3, it says, Come, let us return to the Lord. He has torn us to pieces, but he will heal us. He has injured us, but he will bind up our wounds. After two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will restore us, that we may live in his presence. Let us acknowledge the Lord. Let us press on to acknowledge him. As surely as the sun rises, he will appear. He will come to us like the winter rains, like the spring rains that water the earth. So the story of Gomer and Hosea, we've learned, is a parallel for our relationship with God. But we can also look at it as a parallel for how we are expected to treat others. Hosea inspired my outlook on my relationship with my mom. I need to be faithful. I need to love when it's hard. I need to forgive. I can be angry. I can have emotions. But ultimately, I must forgive and continue to love. So back to the story. Um, When I said I needed time, I really didn't know how long that would be. I hesitated for a while. um, And I spent a few months just simply ignoring it. Um, But as I spent more time with my community and in the Word, I knew that I had to change. I came up with a battle plan with the help of some of my friends. I would talk to my mom, I would be honest with her, and I would forgive her, regardless of if she thought she needed it or not, which she did not. God's Word in Mark um, 11.25 says, And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, Forgive him, so that your Father in heaven may forgive your sins. And in Luke 6, 37, Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. I wanted to forgive my mom for a lot of reasons, but the main reason was that because as a child of God, God, I received so much forgiveness that I did not deserve, continually. Um... And it wasn't something that I had to do. It was something that I got to do. I was excited to forgive her because not only was I being obedient and growing to look more like God, but I I also had the power back in my hands. Forgiveness means that you see past a person's actions or words, but not that you are saying that they are right or that you're agreeing with them. I was able to tell my mom genuinely that I forgave her because while we are called to forgive, we aren't called to be the person's best friend. I can love her and be free because I have no burdens anymore and because I set up healthy boundaries to keep the relationship good. And boundaries are key to forgiveness, especially if you intend on keeping a relationship with that person. And they can be as simple as you want. You can create them with, by yourself, but if you create a boundary, you need to tell the person about the boundary or you can make them together as a team. Um, they'll look different for different people and they can be changed as the relationship grows. Um, I think it's super important for everyone to know each other's expectations, and boundaries are a good way to do that. Um, One of my mom and I's boundaries is that we're both going to be open and honest, but we're not going to, I'm not going to have to tell her every detail of my life. It's a control thing, and it's a safety thing. I don't have to tell her, and she doesn't expect me to tell her. Um, I'm using the boundaries to ensure that we can continue our relationship. My mom and I have our good days and we have our bad days. We generally coexist well, but some days it's really hard. Thankfully, it's so much better than it was. It takes practice, 
and a lot of work, but it is so worth it. God knows we are going to sin and fall short, but just as he did with Gomer and Israel, he will lead us into safety and into his arms. In Hosea 2.15, there I will give her back her vineyards, and I will make a valley of trouble into a door of hope. So with God, we can forgive. Because of him, we are forgiven. You know where you are on that list, so go out and do it. And that's all I have to say. <laughs> You're welcome.